Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota, Gulf Coast Business Supply, and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View, the show that celebrates the men and women who are making Coastal Mississippi such an amazing place to live work and play. Hey, no big speeches today, but I want to share this from Anthony Hopkins because it really fits well with the conversation I'm about to have. And here it is. This is what Anthony Hopkins says. And I I think there's a lot of truth to this. Actually, you see what you think. None of us are getting out of here alive. So please stop treating yourself as an afterthought. Eat delicious food, walk in the sunshine, jump in the ocean, say the truth that you're carrying in your heart, like hidden, a hidden treasure. Be silly, be kind, be weird. There's no time for anything else. That was Anthony Hopkins. I love the part about eat delicious food, though. That was really good. And it really is sort of the perfect way to start a conversation with my new friend, Austin Summerall, who is the uh, chef and owner of White Pillars in Biloxi, on Rodenberg in Biloxi. And uh, I know your wife, Tress, is there. And, uh, you know, we can say hello to her as well. But good morning, Austin. How are you? Good morning, Ricky. How are you? I'm doing uh, doing good. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. You know, listen, as I mentioned to you off the air, I had the opportunity when I was in high school back in the mid-70s to work for the Miladinoviches. And um, I really enjoyed that time. There. I, I, I was a, a busboy, but before that, I was a, a dishwasher. And I remember so well, I mean, my memory of that place is that they were great to work for. But what I remember most is that Miss Milandovich was so gracious and so sweet and uh, just awesome to work for. She always spent time with us, wanted to, you know, wanted us to, to know how important we were. And we always was kind of hang out after work and just a special lady. Now, but, you know, the White Pillars has a place in my heart. And since you reopened it after this incredibly dramatic sort of renaissance of the white white pillars, um, I've had the opportunity to eat there, and uh, my experience, my wife Anne and my experience there was just absolutely incredible. And so I've been really looking forward to this conversation. And so let's start with this because we're going to go back. I I love the fact that you were raised on a cattle and horse horse farm in Macomb. You went off to New York. You know, obviously you went to Ole Miss and you, you've got a great story. We're going to come back to that in a second, but just in general, how are things going for you these days? Well, we, um, things are picking back up. Yeah. It, it was a tough time, uh, going through the pandemic and all that kind of stuff, but, uh, you know, business is really picking up. Um, and, uh, you know, we feel like things are starting to get back to normal slowly, but surely. Um, and, you know, it's feeling like, uh, you know, the regular restaurant business again, you know, j- just the normal problems. <laughs> Well, you know, it won't surprise you to learn. I've I've tried to stay in touch with a number of of restaurants here on, in coastal Mississippi so that we can tell the story, uh, especially today as as you guys so, sort of wrestle with getting. And I don't know if you're having issues getting employees, but that tends to be a common theme these days. What's the, what's the status of your employment situation? Well, uh, we're we're very lucky. We um, we kept all of our staff on uh, during the shutdown. Um, and uh, I feel like that that kind of paid benefits to us, to us in the long run and that, you know, we still have our core staff here and uh, people that have been with us for a long time and, uh, you know, are very good at what they do. Um, as business is picking up, we are uh, adding new staff. Um, and, uh, you know, just like everybody else, we're, you know, we're, we're struggling to find find good people. 
Um, but we we have had some luck. We've got some new guys that have come on. Uh, they're doing a good job, and uh, we we feel like that we've been we've been lucky in that uh, that arena as well. Well, congratulations for that, and good luck finding your new employees. The, w- the way I like to say it is that in some cases it's about reopening, in some cases it's about ramping up. I mean, the truth is that all around the world, as the pandemic starts to wane and we start to see the light in the tunnel, that that we're that we're in a place we've never been before <laughs> with so many different companies simultaneously looking to ramp up. And you know, we can blame it on this or blame it on that, but the reality is we're recranking the economy. And uh, and there, you know, there's a wide number of jobs that are out there. We just had a job fair at Super Talk Mississippi Media at the mall, what they call the million dollar job fair, and there's like 70 companies were involved, and a wide range of of uh, companies were involved in that, and so many different jobs from entry level positions to key positions. So we're in a place nobody's ever been before. We'll live through it. We're resilient here in coastal Mississippi, and we'll make it through. But You've got a great story to tell. Hey, and lastly, before, and we'll get into some of this as well, but we're, we're, you're sitting at the Mahogany Bar right now. Tell me about that bar. So, um, yeah, it's a very, very cool part of, uh, of the uh, White Pillars. It was, it was here whenever we uh, took over the building, um, and it's been here since 1969, but it's actually older than the building itself. It's out of the uh, Blackstone Hotel in Chicago and uh, dates back to the late 1800s. Um, it's moved down to the coast in 1959. Um, it was in the Magic Door Saloon for 10 years. And then when the uh, Mladeniches opened the White Pillars in 1969, they brought it in here. So it's been in here for a while, but it actually has a, you know, a pretty rich history before. Um, and uh, something you and I were talking about before this, uh, it, it, in the Blackstone Hotel, it's got a pretty cool history, too, because the Blackstone Hotel was, a, uh, was an old haunt of uh, one of our favorite gangsters uh, on the coast. Uh, Al Capone. So uh, can't say that he did sit at the bar, but also can't say that he didn't. So yeah, like well, think if the bar could talk kind of thing. Well, Lucky Luciano might have sat there. Lena Horn, Teddy Roosevelt. I mean, let's come on, man. You know that. I mean, if they came there to eat. They probably came and leaned against the bar. I would hope but, so. What a, what a great story, though. I see. I love history like that. And every corner of that place, every corner of that place has a story or a memento of some significant event in history. And if we have time, we'll come back to that in just a second. But you grew up in Macomb. Tell me about that. So I, uh, yeah, I grew up, like you were saying, on a, on a cattle and horse farm with uh, my parents um, and actually just outside of Macomb. And, uh, you know, I think it gave me an appreciation for the, uh, you know, the work that goes into the ingredients that we use in the restaurant every day. Um, to uh, you know, to, to kind of approach them a little differently and treat them with respect, and uh, kind of let those flavors shine through. Um, so one of the things that we try to do here is that we try to thoughtfully source our ingredients. So you know, it's important to know where your food comes from. We try to take it a step further and know who our food comes from, and have relationships with our farmers, um, our fishermen, our harvesters, and that kind of thing. So we actually are uh, we're cooking for the. Uh, for the wedding of our uh, guy that grows our pigs uh, this weekend, so I mean, we we do we do make those relationships. So you have a you have a cool story. You went to Ole Miss for hotel and restaurant management. Then you went to culinary school at Hyde Park in New York. Um, but what I'm interested in knowing is that during that time in Macomb, did you start to fall in love with uh, with cooking even then? 
So I did um, at, at a pretty early age, and you know, I, I feel like my trajectory was different than than some people. Um, you know, I I kind of got into it through the outdoors. Um, you know, I grew up hunting and fishing, and uh, you know, it was the rule on our farm that if you kill it, you eat it. Um, and then I, I grew up in the Boy Scouts. I'm an Eagle Scout, and uh, you know, we started cooking over live fires, and uh, uh, we butchered, uh, you know, our own uh, cows, and uh, you know deer when we killed them, that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, I, th I feel like that was kind of where my interest started to grow. Um, and then, uh, my mom is an excellent cook and then her dad, um, is also an excellent cook and they're, they're from uh, new Orleans originally. And, uh, his mom had restaurants in the French quarter. Um, and, uh, so, you know, I, I feel like it was kind of in my blood, but my, my interest peaked kind of like through the outdoors. Um, and then, uh, and then there was, you know, the rest was kind of just history. <laughs> so while you were at culinary school, uh, trust was at the university of Southern Mississippi and nursing school. You guys ultimately got married. You ended up in, in Birmingham and I, I was born in Birmingham incidentally have a lot of family there. And I was president of a, of a media group over there that had responsibilities for Birmingham news. Um, and so. Uh, the hot and hot fish club was something I was very familiar with. Tell me about the time there. So, uh, you know, it was, I, I almost want to say kind of a surprise. So, um, I, I was living in new Orleans, right out of culinary school. And I knew that I wanted to do something, you know, the, the next thing. So I started looking at some different restaurants. I looked at some, some in new Orleans, a few other places across the South. I knew I wanted to be in the South. Um, wasn't sure exactly where yet. And I, uh, I went and did a stage at uh, the Hot and Hot Fish Club, which is essentially like a working interview where you come in, um, you meet with the chef and the owners, and uh, and then you work a day um, just to see, you know, how the fit is for not only um, the employer, but the employee, too. Um, and I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with their approach to food um, and just the, you know, vibe of the restaurant in general. And I'll, I'll never forget, I uh, called Trusty afterwards. And I said, what, uh, what do you, how do you feel about moving to Birmingham? And she said, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm down. And I said, okay, well, I think we're, I think we're going to move to Birmingham. That was literally the extent of our conversation. And, uh, and then we did. Well, did you and she know, um, and I'm going to ask you this question and we'll pick it up on the other side because we're out, out of time for the segment. But I'm curious if you and she knew at the time that you were going to pursue a dream of opening your own restaurant. And what's interesting about your, your path you went from zero to 60. The White Pillar is, is, is an institution. So I'm looking forward to hearing more about the commitments that you guys, I mean, the, the partnerships you had to develop to do this gig was a big time commitment and, and it's really paid off. So we're going to hear more about that story when we come back. We're having a terrific conversation with Chef uh, Austin Summerall, who's the chef and owner of White Pillars on Rodenberg and Biloxi. And we'll be back after this break. View on Super Talk 103.1 is brought to you by J. Allen Toyota on I-10 Exit 38 Gulfport. See all the incredible inventory at allentoyota.com. And remember, when you think Toyota, think J. Allen Toyota. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. When you think about the white pillars in Biloxi. You just think about an institution, you know, even though it had closed for a number of years, 
there was always this dream to bring it back. And if you go back in history and you read about this, this home and when it was built and how substantial it is, what the Milanoviches did with it, uh, you know, again, it had storms like Camille and all these challenges along the way. And then comes Austin and Tressy Simmerall. And they had this dream, and I'm kind of going back through this dream. When I say they went from zero to 60, I really do mean that, and we're going to sort of retrace some of those steps. But their story is really inspiring. It's about restaurant entrepreneurship. It's about a commitment to coastal Mississippi. It's about finding a way to bring amazing food that is very unique. And I, I guess to be successful in the restaurant business today, you have to have a way that people understand and you know what your sort of your competitive advantage is and they've really worked hard to establish that there's so many different aspects to their restaurant so anyway coming back to you uh austin or chef summer or chef austin however we want to address you so you're in birmingham and i'm curious did that dream was that dream there coming out of culinary school that you were going to do your own thing so uh yes absolutely i mean even even before culinary school to be honest we, um, you know, it was always the plan to uh, open our own restaurant. And, uh, you know, Tressie and I have very, always been very goal oriented. So we actually like set a goal for ourselves. Um, the plan was to open our own restaurant by uh, the time I was 30. So I, I made that by three months uh, and uh, which is a lofty goal. But, you know, you have you have to set those for yourself and uh, and and shoot for it. Um, so, you know, we were we were in Birmingham. I worked my way up in uh, in the Hot and Hot Fish Club, uh, working for Chris Hastings, who's still a very good friend of mine. Um, and uh, I got I got all the way to Chef's Cuisine, you know. And in a chef-owned restaurant, that's there's really nowhere up after that. Um, so I did that for a while, and he was uh, he was pretty awesome about not only teaching me about food and cooking, but also the business side of the restaurant um, and uh, cost controls and all that stuff that you don't see you know, on the forefront, but as also, you know, just as important on the back end. Supply uh, chain, uh, Austin, supply chain. Right. And, mm. uh, and so, you know, and, and yeah, exactly. Like we talked about earlier, building those relationships, farmers and that kind of thing. You know, I got to learn all of that firsthand um, with him. Um, and uh, so, you know, we, uh, we decided that we wanted to open a restaurant in Mississippi, um, you know, backing up a little bit farther. Whenever I was in culinary school in New York, I knew I wanted to live in the South. I knew I wanted to be a chef in the South. Um, I just, you know, kind of had that drawback to it. Went to New Orleans, then Birmingham. Um, loved both of those places. Um, then we had a, we had a kid, um, and, and it was, you know, kind of had this draw to come back to Mississippi. Uh, my wife is from the coast, I'm, and I'm from Macomb. Um, and we just had this, you know, this pull to come back. And uh, I think it really comes from wanting to show other people and to showcase all the great things that Mississippi has to offer. You know, we get, we get a lot of bad rap and stereotypes and stuff like that, but the food is awesome and the people are awesome. The coast is awesome. And, uh, you know, we just wanted to be a part of kind of getting that on the, the main stage. So we started looking, looking for restaurants in Mississippi. Um, Tressie's mom, who was living on the coast at the time, called us about the White Pillars. She said, you need to look into this. This is like two days after we decided that we we're going to start looking. And uh, so we uh, we call and get more information and kind of like what you were saying. We're like, oh, you know, that that's a huge restaurant, maybe, maybe too much. 
Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll check it out. And then we realized that we had uh, a friend, a mutual friend that worked for uh, Brooks Holstein, um, who's married to Miss uh, um, uh, Deborah Maladnich. And uh, so, you know, that was kind of our end to actually get to talk to him. And then it turned out that he had eaten at the Hot and Hot Fish Club about two weeks earlier, and I'd actually met him. Uh, wow. And uh, so he said, uh, he said, you know, I've, I've tasted your food. I've seen you the way you run a kitchen, you know, like, let, let's take the next step. Let's uh, let's see if we can make this work. And they were very particular about who came in here. They didn't want, you know, just just another, uh, you know, fried fried seafood restaurant um, going into their building because they, they had so much love and uh, and, you know, memories in this space. I um, mean, yeah. they wanted to see it be, you know, be something unique. And uh, so I mean, we definitely couldn't have wouldn't be where we were are now without those guys, um, you know, working with us and uh, doing what they could um, to help us move forward. And uh, so, yeah, we uh, we came and we saw the space and I was hooked, you know, immediately upon walking in. Um, it's just a, it's just a really cool space. And, uh, you know, it, it lends itself really well to uh, to be in a fine dining restaurant. And um so, Austin, let me say this. Uh, I had the opportunity. Uh, I've known Brooks Holstein for many, many years. He was actually had a, um, an advisory roundtable at the Sun-Herald, and he was a long-term member of that. And he brought, you know, sort of an understanding about the real estate, you know, uh, commercial real estate division really around the country. He was just a walking statistics uh, lesson. And uh, I didn't learn until I did the research that Deborah was a Milanovich. And you know, I, I I love it because it's just, you know, it's a small world to begin with. And the fact that I had worked there and had so much respect for her parents. Um, but she put a lot of, man, incredible interior design um, passion into that place, didn't she? Absolutely. Well, when we were, you know, fast fast forward a little bit and we, we you know, got terms together. and We actually moved here uh, before we had anything signed. Um, and uh, just kind of jumped right into it, knowing that we were going to have to put our, uh, you know, our, our total um, effort into uh, making it a reality. Um, and uh, so we did that. And uh, and she she offered, you know, she's a literally an award winning interior designer. She offered, uh, would y'all like help, you know, doing the interior design? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, of course, that'd be awesome. So, um, you know, we like to say it's maybe the most hemmed and hauled over. Uh, interior of a restaurant of all time every everything that you see in here it had a lot of thought put into it um but, yeah. but we think that that shows no, no go ahead finish your thought yeah so we think that that shows and uh you know it's you know the the restaurant itself is extremely beautiful so um you know it gives you a nice setting to uh to enjoy your meals in and uh oh, we, we couldn't have done that without you know the building that was here already and then uh miss debbie you know being right there with us um, doing the interior design. I mean, it's, it's awesome. You've, you've been in here, but it, it's, yeah, cool for place. sure. I mean, every, if you read the descriptions, which it would take a whole show to, to read the descriptions of all the various elements of the design, you know, one that I really enjoyed, always loved hearing about the tall ships coming to ship, ship Island and, you know, the European ships and the, having to have the ballast stones and using the ballast stones to build one of the fireplaces there. And so many other amazing stories, like the one we just told about the bar, for example. But in the short time we have left, tell me, just give me sort of your 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 elevator speech on your passion for for food. 
So, you know, uh, you know, I think we touched on it where, where it started being uh, uh, growing up on a farm. And um, so, you know, I think that starting with the ingredients um, lo- locally sourced and uh, just as fresh as we can get them. Um, you know, we don't serve any seafood that's not from the Gulf because um, we feel like it would be cheating on us, as we can see it off of our front porch. Um, and then, uh, you know, everything else we try to source as, as locally as we can, too, so that, you know, our, our work is a little bit uh, less difficult if you start with the best ingredients. Um, so our menu changes all the time, which keeps us uh, excited and interested in all the chefs um, enjoying what they're doing. And we change the menu pretty much every day. Um, so anytime that you come in, there should be something new and exciting to try. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, it's fun. It's definitely something that, uh, you wouldn't do unless you love this kind of thing. Um, because it's definitely a labor of love. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I still, I still love coming here to cook every day. And, uh, you know, we just, we just want to share that with people of the Gulf coast. Well, what's interesting, what's interesting, Austin, about what you say, and I say this a lot, and I, I had the opportunity to visit with entrepreneurs of all stripes, because entrepreneurs, at the end of the day, small business is the thing that helps you know, our economy really thrive, ultimately. But, but for an entrepreneur to be successful, first of all, it's really hard work. <laughs> it's really hard work. And you can be unbelievably successful, and that doesn't mean it's not going to be still really hard work because it, you have to find that zone, and that zone is where you're doing amazing, in your case, you know, making amazing meals, and the, the, the customer service is incredible. The experience of the place is incredible. And you can't achieve success if you don't have passion. I mean, you got to have passion. That's the one thing that most successful, if not all successful entrepreneurs share is a passion for what they're doing. And this, you know, you, you and your wife have done such a great job of creating this and this really magical experience for people at this institution there. And if, if, you know, if people go for no other reason, go there and thinking of this place as sort of a museum, <laughs> a museum that, that serves amazing food, that has a right. great story. And, uh, and that, that's what I like about it. It's got all the elements, you know, Hey, listen, we got less than a minute left. Just a closing thought on your part. You know, um, we're just we're just thankful to be where we are. Um, you know, it was definitely a uh, a big thing to bite off um, when we started, but uh, we've loved every second of it. Um, we feel like the Gulf Coast is now our home, and uh, we hope to be here for many many years. Well, this has uh, been a real pleasure. I look forward to meeting you in person. But this has been Chef uh, Austin Sumrall and his wife Tressie, who's behind the camera. <laughs> The owners of the White Pillars in Biloxi. What a great story this is. And, uh, you know, if you haven't been there, go there. You'll see why I have raved about uh, what they've created there. So have, uh, have a great day, Austin. And Thanks. when we come back, we'll have, we'll have Jeff Clark uh, from uh, the Mississippi Aquarium. We'll see you after this. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.